OTB Rugby. It was a case of, it's going to be really difficult to beat this Gloucester team at home here, uh, but we owe it to the fans and ourselves to get a performance. It was a very emotional kind of Friday night meeting. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. Right, you're very welcome along. It is the Friday night of All-Ireland Football final weekend. There's plenty for us to get our teeth stuck into, including the World Cup, where we are with Ireland, the uh, future of Vera Pau. Uh, England won today, but not very impressive. Had a fairly important injury as well. So we'll talk about all that a little bit later on as well. In the meantime, Will O'Callaghan, good evening to you. Evening, Ger. Michael McCarthy, how are you? Good evening, Ger. And Will. Uh, so, straight down to business. Is there a sting for quick picks? There isn't. Next year. <laughs> yeah, next year. We'll go, we'll go from the start of the championship next year as well, Ger. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> so our quick picks have been um, exciting, tempestuous, incorrect many times. <laughs> Uh, last week, we offered you the opportunity to pick a winner and a point spread and a man of the match to try and make it still be a live competition mm-hmm. with one, one uh, well, three matches to go. We're going to do the Camogie and the All-Ireland uh, yeah, Football as well. Yeah, and okay. it was two points for man of the match, wasn't it? A bonus. Would have been if anybody's got it, yeah. yeah. One, well, one point, one point, okay. one point. Arthur's okay. got very... Very strict rules for this. Arthur's saying one point. Uh, so Shane is on 25, Mick is on 22, Will is on 22. So you three points. You're going to close the gap by a single point. Yep, because he picked Kilkenny and we both picked Limerick. Now I picked Limerick by four to six points, which wasn't too far off, but fair That's enough. Sorry. Got that wrong. You can't argue that they won't, that they didn't win by nine. Wasn't too far off. Man of the match. Completely incorrect. A little bit more subjective call of... Uh, you pick Keane Lynch. I pick Keane Lynch. I picked Carol Hegarty. You pick Carol Hegarty. Who wasn't man of the match, no. right? Everyone can agree on that. Neither yeah. was Keane Lynch, by the way. No. Peter Casey was officially donned man of the match by a small judging panel of people. Like, I mean, who 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 says that? Or we're not affiliated with RTE in any way, shape, or form, as people regular listeners <laughs> will certainly know. Why do they get to decide who the man of the match is? Is this like when Ronnie Whelan picks Gavin Bazunu? Well, when Ireland play very badly and, and lose six 0 exactly. Yeah. So, who was your man of the match, Chair? Honestly, and this won't affect the point system. My man of the match was Keane Lynch. Okay. And I, I've made that point from the moment the game was over. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a, a few other people who had cases. Kyle Hayes, I think, had a good case. But for me... Over the 70 minutes. Limerick did not play well in the first half, but Keane Lynch played well. And Very then Keane well. Lynch played well in the second half when Limerick did play well. And it's not man of the second half. Or man of the last 10 minutes. Well... The, the, like you know it's one of the all time great second half performances in an all Ireland final but it's not the winning and losing of the game No, the winning no. and losing of the game is Keane Lynch making sure that they're still in the game Casey did a lot of the I feel bad for Casey because I'm obviously going on the thing for like on, on Lynch he, he scored five wonderful points especially yeah. the first two when he was still in the half forward line and they were important and they came in a blitz form that was very eye catching I just thought that what I said last week on the show was why I thought Limerick were going to win is because I thought we were going to finally see the best of Key Lynch for the first time since 2021 and we did and it was exactly how I thought it was going to go and he was magnificent all the way through and I think it's a disgrace that he wasn't picked man at the match I really do and I don't understand that they went they had the best Sunday game in years and obviously before it they'd gone off the radar completely with whatever they were picking in terms of man of the match and hurler of the year and all that stuff like it all went haywire at the end because their logic was incredibly flawed. I knew when they interviewed uh, Lynch and Kylie before the break that he wasn't going to go, for, that he wasn't going to win man the match, by the way. Because you can't do it twice. You I didn't think they'd do it twice, yeah. Well, he was the captain. Yeah, I know. I just, whatever way it was set up, 
Um, there was a third seat there, sitting waiting for somebody to come up. It was no, oh. it was whatever way it was. It was thrown to by Jackie, and I can't quite remember. I knew that it was the only time we hear from Keen Lynch tonight. <laughs> Would have been slightly so, strange if he came back. So Keen, you're back again. Tell us about the game. But hold on, because I know we have to move on to the football. Am I not getting that point then? Who's who's judging? Like who who's to say that Peter Casey was man of the match? Well, mainly because you ruled it out just before we had this conversation. You went. I'm not going to uh, affect the scores here, but... Arthur says he'll walk. I was about to give it to you, but Arthur says he'll walk. But sure, the, the faders are already up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could pull them down, Mick. I mean, it's like, way to point out his... Oh, well, that is, that what's is exactly, Arthur's problem? That is exactly his part. You think Casey was man of the match, do you? He's, we're not going to hear Arthur now, but it says... Rules are rules, he says. You've got to stick by it. You know. I don't know if we ever said RT official. I mean, He's a structuralist. Okay. So for this Sunday, can I just clarify? We're talking about whoever the Sunday game and their arbitrary rules decide our man, is man of the match. Well, yeah? you can tell now if Kerry win who the man of the match is going to be. Right? You can just tell. No, there's no. not you a- could see a Sean O'Shea or a Paddy Clifford or not. No? No. It, Paul Murphy gets four points from wing back and shuts somebody down and does like a block of the line or something RT like that. RT will give it to Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> Just very briefly as an aside, right? Uh, Gavin Cooney was in with us during the week on uh, Off the Ball AM, the sports breakfast show from OTB. And we were in an break going, do you think, do you think the GAs killed our soccer team? Because like, imagine having Keen Lynch and Clifford playing in the same team David Clifford told Joe Joe brings this up all the time that he was a Midland centre half I know but then somebody would have realised that oh hang on a second <laughs> you're actually like a cold dead-eyed assassin killer you're going up front buddy and we are going to pummel the ball in your direction and you're going to use your elbows and strength and you're faint and you're jumping and Keane Lynch is going to be the one supplying the bullets Yeah. so if Keane Lynch was good enough to go on and be an Ireland international, do you not think he would have stayed in the system, given that he was already at St. Kevin's Boys at the time? Uh, the best he had a crucial step in his development, he was right there. So if he was going to be good enough at soccer to no. go on and be, say, a professional and maybe play internationally, would he not have stayed in that stream and continued to do so? I think if he'd had all the hours of coaching that he's had from Paul Connor, except Paul Connor was a soccer coach. Yeah, possibly, but I do think that there's, like, everybody has to be discovered a little bit younger than... Like, I mean, Keane Lynch would have been 22 or 21, 22 whenever Paul Connor came into his life, you know. Oh, but he'd already played like as a 17, 18 year old. Yeah, but, team. but look at, say, Brian Gleeson, the Ireland under 20s, right, who, is, who could easily be playing for Tipperary now. Yeah, um, there's the Cork under 20s captain whose name escapes me. Who's literally going um, into the academy. Who's just, who's, that was his last game of hurling because he's going to Munster. They choose the professional. Terry O'Connor. Jerry O'Connor, yeah. They pl- they choose the professional. Ben O'Connor. Um, ben O'Connor. Ben O'Connor, O'Connor not Jerry. Yeah, I was he, thinking. I was thinking he's, he's got a famous <laughs> name. It's so famous. <laughs> it's the same name. As, <laughs> it's, oh, it's actually he doesn't have a twin called Jerry. No, he's just the Ben O'Connor all on his own. But these guys choose the professional ranks. Like, there's even a good few people, like at club level, anecdotally, that yeah. you'd know at home who's like, right, they're 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 good hurlers. They enjoy it. They want to play hurling, but Munster have them signed up you know and that's just that's in the hurling heart alright Mick sure you brought cold else. logic to this part I don't like the whole un, we have GEA therefore we're bad at football we get an email about that into tangent I would say twice a week twice a week they're like, correct I constant. agree with them move on <laughs> move on you've been to Jerry's night in the tangent already uh, right uh, quick pick score 25-22-22 we're not giving Mick a point because otherwise there'd be no show I would have given you a point 
to be honest, just for the sake of life. I was all from arguing it, oh, but pure just logic. Well. If you want to listen back or scrub back, you'll find that Mick went, I'm not looking for the point here, but I'm going to make this argument. Uh, so there's a three point lead for Shane. Yeah, I change my mind. You know, you did. It's a football. Uh, so, uh, what do you. Shane's not here, but he has sent in his pick. So, Shane spent the first part of the week in Dublin and then was down in Kerry. And was seduced. Met mm. Owen Sheehan in his, in his house. Owen Sheehan is back on uh, Terracotta, as they would say in uh, Only Fools and Horses. And um, yeah, so they met, and you can listen to that podcast if you want. I suspect he's going to pick Kerry. Is he going to pick Kerry? Yeah. Shane has picked Kerry, yeah. Oh, he has picked Kerry to win between one and three points, which is our. our uh, we pick, it's one to three, four to six, or seven plus, is our, you know, our three things for the bonus point, and he's picked. You know who? David Clifford. David Clifford to win out of the match. Man, now I feel safe. like, do you know what I feel like he's done there, Ger? I feel like he's leading on, you know, up the 18th on Sunday and he's just hit an iron off the tee yeah, and he's okay. hit it to the middle of the green. He's not looking for a birdie here. It's fair enough. Yeah. Now, there are two more matches to come Mickelson after this. Would say yeah. That's how you lose tournaments. Also, Shane Hannon wouldn't be top if it wasn't for Paul Shockness. Yeah, it's the 16th. You know, I would say left field calls elsewhere. Paul was far braver with Shane's picks a while back, and that's yeah, what randomly he, did he pick Ross Common to win one of the games, or there was something. He had two. He had two picks that nobody else had in outsiders. a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, has Shane opened the door to any Dublin-loving people in studio? Will? No, I was tempted. <laughs> Arthur and I were talking about this last night, and. It's funny, there's kind of this feeling all week that a lot of people are edging towards Dublin at this stage, it seems. Well, I think a couple of weeks ago... Are Kerry the favourites, am I right in saying that? I think just narrowly, though, at this stage. But the We're talk, talking evens-evens, yeah. as far as I know, yeah. Like, the talk Close all week has, anyway. I think, been switching a little bit towards Dublin. Then you see the teams have been named. I don't know if Bugler doesn't come into the Dublin team. I I thought Kieran Kilkenny was going to start, but the more I think about it, I actually think they are going to keep him for impact and to try and bring him in to control the match during the second half. And I am very seduced by the idea that Conor Callaghan is now playing this year and Con not playing was maybe the only difference between the sides 12 months ago in the semi-final. Carrier uh, evens and Dublin are 5-4 to four, so it's yeah. a big enough yeah. difference in a 50-50 game it's not, actually not 50-50. Mm, I would have thought it would be a bit closer than that. In my head this is a literal coin toss 50-50 game and that's why I hate that Shane has gone for 1-3 to three carry because that would have been my incredibly safe pick if I wanted to just Dude, bank no, a for, We've got two more weeks. In fact there is two more weeks does draw me that way. But I actually don't think David Clifford's going to be man of the match. That might be one oh, point of difference with him here. Right. I think Sean O'Shea might be man of the match. I have a feeling that Dublin might contain Clifford as much as they can. Good. Now explain to me what that is. I think keeping him under four to five points from play would probably be containing him. That's how good he Do is. Do you include uh, Mark? He wins himself over no, the head I of a giant. No, I include them. Oh, there you are. include them as play. Do you? I include. Yeah. I include a Mark yeah. as the same as play. Yeah. Yeah. He's won mm. it himself. He's won a true football like in the rules of the game yeah, and knows what he's doing when he's going yeah. for them as well okay, but like last year when there was just a little bit of struggle going on with this, it's like I've got this giant mark coming my way mm. so sorry maybe add one or two more if you're counting marks as from play then So, but if you kept him in that kind of half dozen point category and you can curb his influence during the game I think Dublin uh, would be happy six points from play is but a sorry. huge return <laughs> it would hang be on, great but hang on sorry no, hang on. he's Kerry, definitely getting mad at the match <laughs> if he gets four from play and two marks Kerry you're going to win yeah. with a six point return from Clifford which probably means 11 on the scoreboard you know would freeze and Sean O'Shea may well be the guy who's the difference maker well, maybe 9 that he'll get all the left foot freeze O'Shea will take some of the freeze the longer range ones yeah the, and the right foot ones yeah mm. right so Sean O'Shea man of the match yeah <laughs> Kerry Kerry winning 1-3 to three. yeah 
Sean O'Shea gets man of the match and Clifford gets as much as you're saying, then Kerry are going to win by 10. Who who won man of the match in last year's final? Clifford. Right. Who should have won it? Uh, I think it was close enough that you go with the team, with the, pl- the player on the winning team. I think Clifford. I want to make your argument there. Who do you would you add? I would add Shane Walsh Shane last Walsh, year. Shane Walsh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was incredible. Yeah. yeah. But Clifford only scored eight points last year. Just the eight. Just the eight. But that includes the freeze. Oh, he was outstanding last year in the final. Though. Three freeze, two marks. He only scored then, if my maths are correct, three points from play. That's <laughs> loads. A paltry return. That's loads of the game of football, though. Uh, I, I what think, did Walsh score? Four? I think he scored eight. From play? Oh, from play. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Walsh, Walsh played play, in first lad. Now he was untouchable, but nine like, points. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, okay, that's an interesting scenario. I mean, if if I mean, if, I think if Clifford is scoring nine in total, then that's gone a very significant distance to them winning. I would think so. Yeah. And giving the man of the match to anybody else in that circumstances is wild. So I think you keep you're, you're saying they have to keep Clifford quiet, but quieter than how you, what you've suggested precisely yeah and also for Sean O'Shea to make the most of the space that's afforded elsewhere is Clifford the only player in Jesus like top level sport at the moment that you actually can't shackle like maybe there is a way but we just haven't seen it yet like have we like it's could you, not you know I, Mick Fitzsimons could have a really good game on him and he could still score 4 or 5 from play yeah well I, I think that like Derry did okay against him yeah they did okay, but he was still the winner of the game. Like uh, in some of the games earlier in the year, it's very hard to know just how switched on Kerry were for them. I think Cork did okay against Clifford, didn't they? Mm-hmm. There was the whole kind of oh, he hasn't quite sparked yet this year, and I felt a little bit that way. He'd scored, f- he'd scored five goals or something at that stage. Yeah, he was top scorer from playing the championship, I think, or close to it anyway. Uh, what? Just I find it hard to. Compare and contrast scoring. I think there should be like a yeah, fair enough. Provincial scoring and then round robin scoring and oh, top scoring in the round robin should count. I agree with you on the top scorer thing. I was just that when I was doing it was actually around on the quiz we did about uh, people players who scored more than two goals. two goals or two goals or more in the season so far. And when I actually saw Clifford's stats, I was like, huh, people are saying he's having a quiet year. You know, uh, it was just one of those uh, one of those things that hit you. You know. And what is this quiz thing you talk of, Michael? Oh, the crappy quiz, which shall return next week. A couple of weeks <laughs> off for the All Ireland finals for roadshow specials. Okay, including tonight, nine to ten, we're going to hear from the football pod live from Crow Park last night. Fair enough. Yeah, a handsome bunch of men. Yeah, very handsome actually. Paddy Andrews said before we brought out Keno Sullivan and Paul Gavin that uh, we bring in the uh, most handsome man in the game and the most stylish man in the game out <laughs> to make a fool of them. But uh, they did okay. Then he had a dig at Don O'Gara, which I, I hope Don O'Gara gets to hear before they next meet, which is tomorrow. Right. Or maybe tonight even. There's a 2013 tonight, so. reunion, yeah. So we should send it on to him. If you're listening on. You're we're we're you're prolonging I sure am. And I shall not prolong no longer. It's because I haven't decided. I am going to go so last year I think people have forgotten I think people have Kerry a bit more ahead of Dublin than they actually are. The one point game last year. And well, was it a one point game though? Was that it was not a one point result? Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Kerry were dominant in the first half. They get a penalty. Amazing piece of gamesmanship. It doesn't, it doesn't, the, the score doesn't happen and then there's the injury to the keeper. Uh, and then all of a sudden Kerry realise what they're doing. We're about to like end the dubs. Which at that stage it looked like they may well have done. Mm. And then Dublin roared back into it and James McCarthy started to get on ball and rampage. And they get Sore. back into the game. 
So it did feel like they were better than them over the 70 minutes, but I think the, the fact remains that Dublin have lost two games since 2014. And like in those games, they were they collapsed in the second half against Mayo, having dominated the first and could have won it and kept with a team who were a good bit better than them last year. And it does feel like... They, and since then, they've got Stephen Cluxton back. They've got Jack McCaffrey and Paul Mannion back. Two of the, those start this week. Jack McCaffrey will play a part. They've got a bit of rejuvenation about them. They've got Conor Callahan who didn't play last year. I don't think Kerry have significant improvement anywhere on the pitch. They don't need to draw Ireland champions. That's fine. I just think that we're being a little bit... I... I, I Kerry are bigger and stronger and more tigerish and they're they're becoming men. I think it's going to be a draw. Physically and emotionally and mentally. All right, the draw. I think it's going to be a draw. Yeah, I think... Uh, we had Sean Potts on during the week and he was saying he's he's going on holidays but he's booked a flight back to make sure he doesn't miss the replay. <laughs> I just have a feeling about a draw. We haven't had... 2019 was a draw. I just, I just have a feeling about it. I have a feeling there'll be nothing to separate them. I, 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 think that, I think that Dublin might lead and Kerry might come back into it and I think Kerry could win the replay and I think that maybe they are better overall but I just think Dublin are going to be so, so hard bet. And for that, I'll take the zero points then, obviously. So for the draw, I get two points. And that's another reason that I'm going for it. What do you mean? Because mm. my margin will be zero. So I'm getting both so the draw as a selection and bonus my, bonus point point, my the bonus point for margin. Okay. I'll also get. And then my man of the match. I think if the, I think if the draw, it'll be a Dublin player. And I think it will be... James McCarthy. I think it'll be Michael Fitzsimons. Oh. I think I think if if Dublin are to get something out of the game, then they have to do what Will has said and they have to keep David Clifford relatively quiet. How? And I think that Simon like Fitzsimons bonus will points. be going for his ninth All Ireland. There's no bonus points saying how quiet he's Shane, Shane's not here, but uh Arthur, you can pick for Shane. Bonus points, Clifford's correct score, total points all in, including all of the nonsense about oh, it doesn't count because it's free. It, it counts. Everything. Everything counts, yeah. Bonus point, how many points does David Clifford score? So you, you've, If I'm going to stick to... My, well, now, you see, if I was to take your logic from earlier as to what Shane should have done last year and pick a pick a uh, limerick thing, then maybe I should say like 11 points or something like that and, and mix it up. But to stick to what I think is going to happen, I think Fitzsimons is ready to get that kind of credit. I think the... The, the RT panel whoever it might be if Clifford is kept relatively quiet if he has a couple of moments I think he could get that all the recognition he should have had for so many years I think is coming now five points six Arthur for Shane how many points he's like I don't care just ten ten, ten points okay <laughs> okay so Clifford so I'm I five or lower then I suppose you've six to eight yeah and Shane. no it's the exact number Oh, exactly. Oh, that's only a point yeah, for the exact closest. Uh, no. I thought you were like, oh, I'll have five different goals here. <laughs> 15 to 20. We're, not, we're not paying any attention to this. Okay, no, well, we extra bonus points. I like it. Yeah. We could, I could be top this time next week. Yeah. Has anybody written these down? No. Okay. We'll go back to the end of the video. Uh, I, think, I think the dubs are going to win. And I had thought that the whole way through. And then just recently, I've started to go, okay, the age profile... And this is sport. You don't really get to have your Hollywood ending. No, the swan song. It, 
42-year-old Stephen Cluxon comes back and wins his ninth All-Ireland. Almost never happens. Could it happen? The only man still in an active group and a retirement group in the WhatsApp. Oh, they put him back in? They told us. Yeah, so he never actually got kicked out of the retirement group when he went back in. He got kicked out of the, the team group, though, when he left. Yeah. So he was in the retirement group, now he's back so in. you have to put group. him back in, he's in the team. Yeah, he's in the team. But they kept him in the retirement group, despite the fact he's back in. But now. do you have to kick him out of, of the the active group? Did he officially formally retire? Or was <laughs> That's he a fair point. He wasn't in the squad, though, yeah. but either way, was he? Presumably he would have been removed. Maybe that was his official retirement when, like, Paddy or whoever added him to the retirement group and he accepted the invitation. Mm. If they do win... Yes. It is a ludicrous story. Yeah. that you get all of these back and that they all play a role it is mad and they all play a role too as well it is absolutely mad and then you have the two lads who never left in Fitzsimons and McCarthy who are still such a huge like I'm after picking Fitzsimons for man the match and you argued with me saying it was going to be James McCarthy you know what I mean like these are still like current legends of the game still playing at the top top level it's unreal if Dublin win player of the year is McCarthy I think yeah yeah um, you could also potentially give it to Fenton if he has a big, big game in the final because the expectation is that Jack Barry is going to nullify him. And if, if if he doesn't get nullified by Jack Barry, then that's also this quite underrated comeback story where one of the greatest footballers of all time, Fenton, had come off that like, well, maybe he isn't, to now like all of a sudden getting back to this situation where... Yeah, and at the same time, you've got a narrative going in about Kerry's midfield post-David Moore and... and you know, uh, you've Tyrone, got Dun- Donegal Collar, Derry, and now Dubs, yeah, and they've, they've gone and beat the, beat everyone in front of them all. Yeah, the now, I Brent, think Brendan Rodgers was excellent. Like you can't just say that that was nothing to do with the. Was it not during the black card where he had his where he had his? Uh, I think he was good the whole game. Sean though for those ten minutes, didn't he? Like yeah. yeah, but also the black card is a thing too that counts. You know, you did do that thing. You did deserve that black card. That is yeah, but he didn't do it against the team of Barry and O'Connor. Because one of them wasn't there. No, because he got a black card. So <laughs> yeah, you, get, okay. you get deducted. <laughs> I agree with you. You, you get, get, you get, black you get deducted the pressure points. Was under. That's yeah. it, yeah. All right, okay, 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 okay. So, Kerry, Kerry, draw. No one for Dublin. Only you. Dublin are friendless in the market and Arthur's also I saying think, the dubs. I think a draw is, uh, is pretty much for the All dubs. Right. Uh, tweet us at Off The Ball. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash off the wall you can text the show on 53106 we have our World Cup show coming up next we have more proper football analysis from the experts between 9 and 10 and what else we got tonight oh that's Keen O'Neill after after uh, 8 o'clock and then after 9 we have the football pod live feature length interview with uh, Keen O'Neill about his career today which has been un- came up got mentioned last week by Eamon O'Shea as like part of the backroom team of that Tipperary team who stopped the five in a row. So an incredible career he's put together and we're going to talk to him uh, at the, just after eight o'clock tonight. Stay tuned.